Welcome to Lenny's Place, presented by my friends at Hillendale Stallions. Will he do it? If I had a dime for every time I've been asked that question the past couple of weeks, I'd be at least $2 richer than I am now. Like everybody else, I don't know the answer to the question, but I'll be happy to give you my opinion a little later in the show. There's nothing better than New York and Belmont Park with a triple crown on the line. The anticipation is like being at a heavyweight championship fight. And as the years mount between triple crown winners, it just gets bigger and more electric in the run-up to the big day. There's nothing worse, however, than the annual hatchet job done on racing this time of year by the New York Times which recently played up a story about American pharaoh owner Ahmed Zayat allegedly owing millions of dollars to a convicted felon. The story has nothing to do with racing. It has no interest to any racing fan, and it does nothing but take away from the sport and this great event. Hey, guess what? Ahmed Zayat isn't an angel. Neither am I, and neither are you. So let's have the New York Times try to cover racing for, I don't know, five years or so before it runs the next hatchet job on the sport. A lot of people are rooting for American Pharaoh to win the Triple Crown because it would be, quote, good for racing, unquote. Will there be a short-term bump in awareness if he wins the Belmont? Absolutely. When you accomplish something in sports that hasn't been done for 37 years, you deservedly get recognized for it. American Pharaoh will bring new fans into the sport if he wins the Belmont. Question is, can racing hold on to those fans? I mean, American Pharaoh has a shelf life of two or three races tops after the Belmont. What will new fans think when he's whisked away to retirement? They will become former fans real quickly, I'm afraid. I mean, what would fans think if LeBron James retired after his second season? If Tom Brady retired so quickly, he didn't even have time to cheat. Point being, American Pharaoh isn't going to save racing when racing can't save itself. Joining us now is an expert on winning the Triple Crown. In fact, he's the last jockey to do so, and it's always good to run into and to talk with Steve Coffin. Thanks so much for dropping by Lenny's place today. All right, buddy. Always a pleasure. Steve, when a horse wins the, the first two legs of the Triple Crown, I know all kinds of people like me start calling you and bothering you. And I just want to know, do you root for a horse to win the Triple Crown just so we stop calling you every year? or? Do you like the attention and root for a horse not to win the Triple Crown? No, I never, uh, I've never rooted against anybody uh, that had a chance to win the Triple Crown. Um, it's kind of been amazing that it's taken so long, you know, for it to, you know, to happen. I mean, uh, certainly I never thought it was going to be 37 years, you know, after I did it. In fact, after I did it, everybody was talking about how they needed to make it tougher it was getting too easy you know it had been a long spell between citation and secretariat and then of course you know the 70s was a great decade and you know that 
Yeah, it truly takes a great horse to do it. You know, Secretariat, Seattle Slough, Affirm, you know, were truly great horses. You know, right behind him came Spectacular Pid and looked like he was going to do it. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it's just a special thing. It takes, you know, it takes a special horse. You need good fortune, you know, throughout the Triple Crown Series. You can't afford to have things going wrong. You know, no coughs, no, you know, pins in their foot or through speed or anything like that. Um, you know, any small thing, even for, a, you know, a really good horse can, uh, can cost you the triple crown. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think everybody's ready for it. I'm ready for it. You know, uh, you know, it's unlike the, the Miami Dolphins, who were the only team to ever do that. You know, <laughs> there's been 11 other triple crown, you know, 11 triple crown winners. I'm part of a, you know, a special team, but it's not like, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're closed for entry. You know, we, we'd love to have another great horse come along and, and, you know, get the job done. So you're, you're not drinking champagne every year when it doesn't happen. In other words, no, I think it's, you know, <laughs> okay. maybe more, more, more so the fam, my family or, you know, people that, uh, they want to see me be the last one. Hey Steve, who, who are some of the horses since affirmed, you know, maybe one or two horses that have come along with the chance to do it, who you thought had the best chance of doing it? You know, I mean, <clears throat> Silver Charm, I, 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 I gave him a chance, but, you know, the fact is, you know, he was, he was winning, he won the Derby and he won the Preakness, but they were pretty tough races, you know? And I think, um, you know, the fact was, he just, uh, you know, he ran into a little bit tougher, fresher horse you know, in the Belmont and, you know, wasn't good enough to overcome it. So, you know, Big Brown looked like a dead lock to me, especially, yeah. I think, the morning of the race. The one horse that looked like might be able to give him, a, you know, a little bit of a challenge. Casino, what's the Casino Drive, like. yeah. Casino Drive, scratch. So I thought, wow, you know, that's solves that you know and then for whatever reason he had an off day and uh you know the other horses i actually thought had a chance was i'll have another yeah who obviously didn't even make it to the race but yeah you know he looked like uh you know with what he had to beat he, he looked like he had a good chance of pulling it off yeah those would probably be the main ones um you know real quiet um you know i, I don't know i thought you know if he had won he might have been somewhat of a substandard triple crown winner and he nearly did it but yeah you know obviously uh you know it, it just takes a it just takes a special horse to overcome the things that that happen they you know year in year out it's uh no different for anybody and of course they're all taking on whoever you know whoever shows up and you know there's always fresh horses you know every year um there wasn't our year the fact the only difference was that you know they just weren't anywhere near good enough to the challenge, you know, yeah. challenge. Well, what do you, what do you see in American Pharaoh, Steve? Uh, both pluses and minuses about his bid. Well, obviously he's in great hands. You know, Bob Everett's been there before. Victor Espinosa's been there before, so I think that's a big plus. You know, they're they're not going to get uh, flustered by things. In fact, you know, I think they're just excited to have another shot at it. <clears throat> um, so that's a big plus. He's a beautiful horse. He's got a great, you know, action. Um, 
he's handled a lot of different tracks, you know, uh, California tracks, Oakland, you know, obviously the Derby and the, the Preakness. Um, so he seems to be very adaptable. And he seems like he has a good mind. I know he gets a little on his toes, you know, like going over to the paddock and stuff. But once he gets out on the, once he's under attack and he's on the track, he seems, I've never really seen him turn a hair. So yeah. it seems like he's got a pretty, you know, pretty good mind, uh, which is important. Yeah, and the big factor in the Belmont is, you know, A, will he handle the distance? And A, and B, will he handle the track? Yeah. Well, you know, we won't know about the track because Bob's only, you know, we'll find out on the day because he's pretty much, that's, you know, he's made his call to go back to Churchill. And the distance is always, you know, you never find that out until the day they run. I mean, um, you know, on his sire side, you know, Empire Maker won the Belmont. So, you know, you got that going for him. But, uh, you know, it, it really, I'm, I mean, I don't think a firm, you know, a mile and a half was not definitely not a firm best distance, but, uh, but, you know, he got the job done because he was the best, you know, he, he had the heart and the desire to win. Yeah. Um, you know, all he has to do is be better than the rest that he's running against, you know, as far as getting the bit. Hey, Steve, a couple of years ago when you and me and your great friend, Georgie Velasquez, who of course wrote Aladar, we got together and did a big special on a firm than Aladar. And, at the time, Georgie said something to me that, that really always stuck with me. After the first two races, he kind of decided to just throw tactics out the door when it came to the Belmont. And he said, I just decided to go after Affirmed and let's see who's who in America. And besides being one of my favorite quotes in horse racing, um, is this horse American Pharaoh? Would he be best served just saying, let's see who's who in America and just go out to the lead and kind of play come and catch me? Well, I, I think uh, there's a good chance he'll go to the lead. You know, I mean, um, because, you know, if he gets out there and he can relax and, you know, slow down the pace, you know, they, you know, there's no better place than being in the lead. In fact, you know, unlike most people think, you know, not very few horses come from way off the pace and win the Belmont. Very yeah. seldom. You know, they're always usually right there, thereabouts. You know, through most of the race. So, uh, yeah, I don't see him being, you know, anywhere far off the pace, you know. And, you know, I think there's a good chance he'll be on the pace. And if it rained, I think that he'll definitely be on, you know, on the lead probably. And just as you say, you know, make them come and get him. And, you know, because in the end of the day, you know, he'll either stay a mile and a half or he won't, you know, and uh, he's got a good cruising speed. Um, and they all will have to, you know, get by him to win. Steve, for the fans lucky enough to show up, I take it you're going to be there with uh, Mrs. Chenery and some of the other Triple Crown Connections signing autographs uh, at Belmont? Yep, looks that way. Great. Back, back again. Try to see, see if we can get one home. Yeah, well, for all the fans, it's uh, always a treat and a pleasure and always fun for me to... To, to run into Steve Coffin. And Steve, thanks so much for being here. We'll see you in New York. Okay, Lenny. All Good right. talking to you, buddy. Take care, man. Love talking to Steve Coffin. I mean, to accomplish what he accomplished at, what was he, about 14 years old when he won the Triple Crown? Exaggerating a little bit, but not by much. What a great accomplishment and uh, great guy, Steve Coffin. All right. Am I rooting for American Pharaoh to win the Triple Crown? Yes.
Do I think he's our best three-year-old this year? Yes. Did I pick him in the Derby and the Preakness? Yes. Have I picked against all six horses going for the Triple Crown since 2000? Yes. Have I been right to do so every time? Yes. <laughs> if I'm Bob Baffert, I tell Victor Espinosa not to mess around. Go get the lead. Let's see who's who in America. American Pharaoh, Frosted, Mubtahij, those are the horses that could win the Belmont. I have Frosted pipping American Pharaoh at the wire, and I can truly say I hope that I'm wrong. Thanks to our viewers. I want to thank Steve Cawthon for coming on with us. I want to give a big shout out to my friends over at Hillendale Stallions who present this show to you. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. If you're lucky enough to be at the Belmont, enjoy it. Everybody else, have a great Belmont. Bye-bye. <laughs>